What's up, New Orleans? This is Comedy Central Stand Up Presents. Put your hands together for Devin Fear. Hello. Thank you so much. Hello. How's it going, New Orleans? How are we? Are we good? Good. A little about me, I am uptight. Uh, I'm one of those very uptight people. Recently, I got a massage for the first time in my life. Eh, didn't care for it. <laughs> Not a fan. The masseuse had to stop no less than four times to ask me, sir, are you sure everything's okay? No, it's not. Get away from my feet. <laughs> no tip. <laughs> uh, because I'm so uptight, I, uh, I do a lot of drugs. I smoke a lot of weed. That's my remedy. Uh, thank you, yes, I'm brave. In that way, I'm brave. Uh, and I don't have any plans to stop uh, smoking weed, but I do want to scale back a little bit. So I do have a goal, uh, which is I want to stop smoking weed in a rush. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I want to stop smoking weed when I'm running out the door to go somewhere else. <laughs> I want to cut down on the number of times I'm alone in my apartment just going, okay, keys, wallet, phone. What am I, what am I, oh my God. <laughs> I almost left the apartment without taking a huge fat milky bong rip. What am I doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, now I'm ready for Target. Good. <laughs> Little tip, don't do it before Target. It makes Target impossible. Uh, so <laughs> it's really tough. <laughs> Because I smoke weed, I watch a lot of really bad television. That's one of the side effects. Uh, and I, re I, I recently discovered what I believe to be the most racist show on television. Uh, it's a show called Ancient Aliens. Uh, I don't know if there's some fans here, but if you don't know it, Ancient Aliens is a show on the History Channel. A name that which, with each passing day, means less and less. <laughs> nothing at all at this point. <laughs> and on this show, they talk to scientists. <laughs> and the scientists discuss the, uh, the ruins of ancient civilizations, like pyramids and stuff. And they explain how they were probably left there by aliens. Uh, and I think this is deeply racist because the entire math of this show is just white people looking at the ruins of ancient non-white civilizations <laughs> and going, you think brown people made that? <laughs> no, no, no way, no. I have a much simpler explanation. <laughs> Aliens from outer space came down. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you think the Incas mastered stonemasonry to that degree? Absolutely not. No. White aliens from outer space. <laughs> Don't bring aliens into the racial debate. That's, that's not what we need. I'm learning what kind of people I want to cut out of my life entirely. You know, what, uh, what kind of friends I don't need to keep in touch with anymore. Like, 
I went to college with a lot of uh, business dudes. You know what I mean? Maybe you'd, ooh, no. No. This is not your night, my friend. No. Buckle up for the rest of this, so. <laughs> We're gonna lose a fan tonight. Uh, <laughs> business dudes, if you don't know them, they're guys who like wearing blazers and boat shoes, shaking hands hard, and sending emails with phrases like, let's circle back next week. They're, they're business dudes. <laughs> and uh, recently I was catching up with one of these business dudes for what I now know will be the last time. And uh, <laughs> we were getting a drink and as we parted ways at the end of the night, this is how he said goodbye to me. He goes, good stuff tonight, Devin. More to come. No. Oh, no. I couldn't match that. I don't have any of that in me. I had to just give him my best version of that, which is like, hey, man, it's all downhill from here. All right, take it easy, buddy. Hey. Hey, man, we started from the bottom. Somehow we're even lower than the bottom. What's happening to us? Uh, I'm learning what kind of favors I won't do for friends anymore. Like, I had to go see a friend in a play recently. Ooh. Maybe you guys can help me out with this. Why is live theater still happening? <laughs> Do we know? Does anyone know? We've given it a shot. We could probably wrap it up on plays, right? We could call it a day. I think we did it. <laughs> there were probably Greek guys at the back of the amphitheater 2,000 years ago just like, oh, I'm just here to support Tiresias. This is brutal. <laughs> oh, ugh. Bring out the God machine, ba ba ba, let's go, sundial, let's go. <laughs> there is something that I love about theater, which is there's a sound that people in the audience of a play make to let the people around them know that they get the play. <laughs> and it sounds like, oh. If you go to a play, you'll hear it like people eating popcorns. Oh, oh, oh. Throughout. <laughs> like I went and saw the play Doubt, and the very final scene, the one nun turns to the other nun and says, I have such doubt. <laughs> and the woman sitting next to me went, Oh. <laughs> and I know she meant that noise as like, Oh, all the dramatic themes swirling together into one denouement. <laughs> but I chose to interpret her noise as, oh, that's the title of this play. <laughs> mm. 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 Good. <laughs> I thought I was at the wrong play. <laughs> Say it at the beginning. Do the <laughs> Say it at the top. <laughs> I think part of what's bad about plays is actors. Uh, I think actors... Uh, Actors are wrong, I think. <laughs> Recently, I was in a coffee shop and an actor was working on his laptop next to me. And I know he was an actor because he turned to me and asked, hey, how do you spell starring? <laughs> As in starring in a film? I was like, that's the weirdest brag ever. Like, yeah, I'm illiterate, but things are going pretty good. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm staring in a film, so. You tell me. So I spelled it for him. He thanked me, he went back to work. A few more minutes went by. He looked up again. He said, what about prostitute? How do you spell that? It's like, I looked down for two seconds. Your career did a huge 180. What happened? <laughs> he saw the look on my face, I think. He felt the need to clarify. He's like, no, no, no. I'm starring in a film as a prostitute. I was like, really? Is that what somebody told you? <laughs> Just, hey, kid, you want to star in a film? I, I can't read. No problem. No reading required. <laughs> it's not that kind of movie. Don't worry. I did figure out this year, I think, what my absolute favorite genre of movie is. And it's pretty specific. But I think my all-time favorite movie genre is biopics of 1960s soul singers. And I can tell by your thunderous applause that you agree. <laughs> We're all on board. I'll see any movie that fits in that category. Like, these are movies like Ray or uh, that James Brown piece of shit that came out a little while ago. I'll see them all and I'll love them. And I think it's because all these movies have the same character, a character that I believe to be the role I was born to play. Uh, which is the skeptical white record executive <laughs> who for some reason doubts the talents of uh, Ray Charles. <laughs> He's on the wrong side of history in this one. But he always has the same scene in all of these movies. It's like 20 minutes in and they're in the studio and they're listening to an early demo and it sounds great and everyone's jamming on it. And then the executive goes over and turns it off, and he's like, I'm sorry, white kids aren't ready to listen to this kind of music? Come on! I mean, it's sexual, it's got a driving rhythmic beat, it makes you want to dance, who's gonna buy this record? And you want to put this song in a television advertisement for, for what was it, Coca-Cola? White kids aren't ready to drink Coca-Cola? Come on, it's bubbly and sugary and flavorful, who's gonna buy this soda? And you want this whole deal to be negotiated by who? By me? White kids aren't ready to listen to me, man. I'm out of touch. I'm behind the times. I have an amphetamine problem. I don't even work here. <laughs> I was uh, less of a joke and more of an audition tape. <laughs> if anyone's casting the Otis Redding story, let me know. Let me, just, let me know. Obviously, we're in a really horrible political moment right now. But sometimes I think there's hope. Sometimes I think Trump is progressive in his own weird way. Like sometimes I think he goes through the looking glass of hate so far that he comes around the other side woke. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'll give you an example because you're not on board. <laughs> good, honestly, good, thank you, yeah. <laughs> My example, so after Charlottesville, he gave that really angry press conference and the reporters were asking about the Confederate monuments. And he goes, well, what about Thomas Jefferson? Huh? You like him so much? He was a slave owner, huh? Or George Washington, you think he's so great? He owned slaves too. What, should we tear down statues of them? And I'm watching going, uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, wow, thank you for starting the conversation. This is, 
way ahead of schedule. That's crazy. It's crazy you said that. <laughs> because it's true. It's, you know, that, that part of history is something we've really whitewashed, you know? Like, like Thomas Jefferson is a great example. Uh, like, they made a made-for-TV movie about Thomas Jefferson and his relationship with Sally Hemings, the slave that he fathered children with. And the tagline for this movie was, The Controversial Romance. The controversy was, he owned and raped her. <laughs> Where is the romance? You know what I mean? There was no courtship, is my point. You know, there was no moment of like a, a nervous, bashful Thomas Jefferson looking longingly across his plantation, like, what am I gonna say? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on, TJ, you founded a country, you can talk to a girl. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> hey, Sally, working hard or hardly working? <laughs> you, that's fair. I'm gonna take off, I'm gonna go back up the house. Stupid, damn it! It's <laughs> going up to Washington. George, I got no game with these slaves. What's going on? Just be confident. <laughs> but it's creepy. It's a creepy subject. A lot of things are creepy these days. Porn is creepy. But it doesn't have to be. You know? Like my favorite subgenre of pornography is BBW pornography. Uh, not so much for the content, but more for what it represents for porn in general. Um, if you don't know, BBW stands for Big Beautiful Women. And I think this is nice for two reasons. First, it refers to women as beautiful. That's great. <laughs> Second, it refers to women as women. Okay, porn, we're trying new stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Seriously, you never see that. Next time you guys go to a porn website later tonight, look, <laughs> look at the titles of the videos. And anytime you see a word like chick or slut, put the word woman in there and feel how strange it seems. <laughs> you know, it's like, Woman gets rammed. <laughs> Is this a news story? <laughs> Did this happen in my neighborhood? Am I gonna get rammed? <laughs> Should I be worried? Because <laughs> I think it's important for straight men like myself to learn from the creeps in our midst. We gotta learn and we gotta be better than them. And I've learned from some creeps in my day. <laughs> Learned from a guy I went to high school with. His name was Joe, but he, uh, he called himself Joe Flo because he had the rhymes uh, the way only a white super senior could. And <laughs> he was in my sex ed class. And one day the nurse came in and gave us a very anatomical breakdown of what sex was. And at one point she asked the class, does anyone know what happens to the male body immediately after orgasm? And Joe's hand shot up. <laughs> and she called on him, because she didn't know any better. <laughs> He's pumped. He's just like, yeah, men's body right after orgasm. No problem, no problem. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So 
So, right after orgasm, like right after, the guy, he like, he like keeps going. He keeps going for a while. He's out of his seat in class doing this act out. He keeps going. He keeps going. And then he, and he slows down. And, and then he stops. And the nurse was like, uh, I guess. Uh, are you in this class? It's happening. But I think what Joe did was very brave. <laughs> you know, he stood up in front of a room of his teenage peers and very honestly described the act of prematurely ejaculating. <laughs> Pretending you did not just do that. And then eventually admitting, yeah, I did. I'm done. And I still use his techniques to this day. I mean, thank you. Thank you for that. But the biggest creep I ever met taught me a lot. Uh, and this guy showed me... This was the furthest I had ever seen a man go to try to impress and sleep with a woman. And this story takes place at the Anne Frank house, <laughs> which is not where we want it to happen but is the truth, so hang on. <laughs> the Anne Frank house. If you don't know it, it's a... Uh, if you don't know it. <laughs> Anne Frank, check it out, all the hits. Uh, no. The Anne Frank house is a museum in Amsterdam. It's where her and her family hid from the Nazis, and now it's a museum. You can go in and learn about her family and the Holocaust in general. And it's very small, so when you go in, you're kind of stuck with whoever you came in right behind. And in my case, it was this international couple. And they were clearly on like a third date, which is a, a pretty strong choice, you know? <laughs> like, well, we had dinner, we went to the movies, let's see how she handles trauma. Let's get, let's see if this is real. <laughs> so they're talking to each other the whole time. And the woman seems very confused by the museum. She keeps pointing to pictures and plaques on the wall and being like, what was that? A picture of D-Day, you know? And who were they? A picture of Nazis. And it became increasingly clear that not only did she not know what World War II was, she wasn't totally sure what the Holocaust was either. <laughs> and I realized this at the same time as her date. <laughs> and we kind of locked eyes. And I watched him make the game time decision to become a history teacher. <laughs> he just kind of took a deep breath and was like, okay, um, there was this guy named Hitler. I was like, square one, wow, okay, holy, wow. So he explained it, the he did it, he explained the whole thing. Poorly, not great. And she kind of took it in, she took a beat, and she went, that's so sad, because it is. And he grabbed her around the waist, and he pulled her close, and he said, don't worry, I would never let anything like that happen to you. <laughs> and then they made out hard in Anne Frank's bedroom. Yeah, which sounds bad, but is what I think she would have wanted.
Um, no, because I, th I think we all remember her famous quote from her diary when she wrote, I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are horny monsters. <laughs> all right, that's been it for me, guys. I'm Devin Field. Thank you very much. Good night.